Hey guys, welcome back to the Essential Astrocast. I am so glad you're here. We have so much to talk about this week. So um, as many of you know, we are, um, you know, off to the races in terms of getting to this big thing happening in January, which is Saturn and Pluto coming together. And we really, really have like now with Mercury retrograde that is going to station this week and we will literally be picking up speed, picking up speed, picking up speed until, uh, into January, into 2020. So, um, let's start at the beginning. So we have, uh, today's Tuesday. Um, I'm recording this on Tuesday. I didn't record it yesterday because it was just a little bit of a crazy day, but I, um, apologize for being a day late. I try to get these out on Monday for you guys, but if I can't get it out on Monday, I definitely do it on Tuesday. So yesterday we had, um, Mars at, uh, 29 degrees Libra. And so I want to start with that just because for a few reasons, one is that we have several planets at 29 degrees this week. And so whenever something is at zero degrees or 29 degrees, it means that we are either ending something or starting something, obviously. But 29 degrees is, I always describe it, it's like the It's like when you get to the bottom of, this sounds like a little bit funny, but it's perfect for the Christmas season. You know, when you get one of like a real hot chocolate that has that super fudgy hot chocolate that they use, the chocolate that they use, you get to the bottom of that hot chocolate and it's really, really thick and dense and super sweet and sugary and yummy and delicious and so excited to get to the bottom and you almost want to take a spoon to scoop out that chocolate at the bottom of the hot chocolate. If you ever go to Starbucks and get any of those like holiday drinks, it's kind of the same idea. So the 29 degrees is like getting to the bottom of that hot chocolate and having that super, super, super rich, sweet, dense, satisfying um, last bit of the treat. And so 29 degrees of any sign is like that dense, rich, satisfying end of the treat, right? That last piece, that last sip, that last spoonful. And so we have a lot of 29 degrees happening this week. And so it can be a bittersweet ending or a sweet ending. Um, but we have a lot of endings going on. So I just want to bring that to your attention. And so one of those endings was, um, Uh, on Monday, we had 29 degrees Libra. Mars was at 29 degrees Libra. Now, this is a welcome change of pace for many of us. And I say that selfishly as a Mars-ruled person, because I'm an Aries. Um, Mars and Libra is not where... Mars doesn't like to be in Libra so much. It's not his favorite place. It does make him um, more amenable, amenable to finding common ground with others, which is a really good thing, really great for peace talks, really great for doing work with other people. But for many of us, especially those with prominent Mars in our chart, it can feel like you're not your, um, fully in your power. You're not fully yourself. You're not comfortable asserting yourself in the world in the way that you normally do. And it was really interesting for me on a personal level because I am such a Mars person and I have so much Mars in my chart. And so if you have a lot of Aries or Scorpio in your chart, then you probably have a propensity for all the Mars energy as well. Um, And if you have a prominent Mars 
placement in your chart. But all of that said, you know, it was really interesting in the past few weeks. I've had several friends who know me very, very well see me in situations and say, oh my gosh, I've never seen you so um, unable to assert yourself or shy or not being able to ask for something that you need or want. Um, it was one instance was at the marathon and this guy said he was going to send me these really great pictures. And I was like, he was, didn't send them to me. And then I was like, should I ask him? Should I bug him? I don't want to bug him. I don't want to bother him. He looks like he's busy. He's taking photos of all the runners. Maybe this is his job. This is not normally how I am. And if you know me in real life, then you know, or even on in the internet, you know that that's not how I normally behave. So Mars and Libra makes us all a little like unsure of ourselves. It's a little bit like, uh, should I ask? Should I assert? Or should I sit back and wait for them to come to me? And it's just, it's not, it's, it's, it's not Mars feeling empowered and Mars likes to feel empowered because Mars is, um, you know, Mars along with Pluto really rule power, the, the essence of power in the chart. So, um, so now Mars was at 29 degrees Libra on Monday. And that was the same degree, 29 degrees Libra, where Saturn and Pluto got together in 1981-82. So if you were around in that time, then that degree is is something that might bring up stuff for you. And um, if you were born 1981-82, even 83, then you probably have some action around that 29 degrees Libra. So something was being activated there. Um, and if not, you know, not a big deal, but it is really interesting because, um, Mars being at that, at that degree, it just sort of made us think on the last time Saturn and Pluto got together and they're getting ready to do so in January. So we are all, um, you know, all systems go to get to January 12th when this big, big, big aspect happens that only happens every 36 years. That's why I'm talking about it every week. So um, with that said, Mars was at 29 degrees Libra, finishing up a lot of the work he's been doing there for the past, you know, weeks. And now he has moved into Scorpio, which is a place where he's much happier. So before Pluto was discovered, Mars was considered the ruler of Scorpio. So now Mars is considered the co-ruler of Scorpio. Pluto is considered its modern day ruler. Mars is considered its traditional ruler. So with Mars being in Scorpio, it is a place where he feels at home. It feels like he's, he feels empowered. He feels like he's able to assert himself. He is able to show the side of himself that is passionate and, um, focused and, um, really interested in, um, the intimate parts of life. And you might find that, for the rest of the year, Mars will be in Scorpio for the rest of the year. You might find that your focus is really on point for the rest of the year because, and I've mentioned this a few times in the past few weeks when we talked about Scorpio, Scorpio, the low vibration of Scorpio is obsessive. The high vibration is a very intense, productive focus. So this is a time where if you really know where you want to grow 
in your life or where you really want to grow in your business or where you really want to grow in your relationship. If you know where you want to be spending your energy, this is a phenomenal time to really laser focus and put all of it there. In fact, you know, this Mercury retrograde in Scorpio, I think for a lot of us has focused us. For a lot of us, it has encouraged us to get rid of that stuff that we didn't need, whether that was physical stuff in our house, in our closets, or if those were people in our lives that just weren't um, really aligned with our values anymore, or if it was a job or a situation or maybe an apartment that just didn't feel um, in alignment with who you are anymore. And so I think that there was a lot of uh, cleaning up on the emotional level, this Mercury retrograde. And when we clean up, we get more focused. So if you are like me, you need to clean your desk so that you can sit down and do some work. You need to clean the house so you feel like things are in order so that you can um, sit down and focus on that project, right? So one of the things I often do if I'm going to cook a big meal is I clean the kitchen first so everything's clean and ready to go so I can do my food prep. So this is something we often do in life. We just don't think about it. We often clean up before we need to focus on something big. So this Mercury retrograde was a clean up of the part of our life where Scorpio rules. So for each of us, that might be different or not each of us. For Well, all of us are going to have Scorpio in some part of our chart. And some of us, it's going to be the same place. And some of us, it's not going to be the same place. So only you know, or you can consult your astrologer, look at your chart. But for all of us, there was some emotional healing going on. There was some letting go of emotional trauma, emotional patterns, um, emotional habits. You know, maybe you're letting go of a habitual thing that you fall into in relationship. Maybe you're letting go of a habitual way that you speak to yourself when things are not going well. Maybe you're letting go of a habit that just doesn't make you feel good at home. Maybe that's like, leaving the dishes overnight in the sink and you know that that really stresses you out in the morning when you're getting out to the day. Maybe that's something that you're working on if Scorpio is ruling, um, you know, the more physical parts of your chart, your routine parts of your chart, like the second house and the sixth house. So depending on where Scorpio is, it really, it has to do with what was being cleaned up. But inevitably when Scorpio is involved, there's an emotional component to it. So you are doing some sort of healing, some sort of fixing, some sort of cleaning up that is going to help you live a more emotionally healthy life going forward. We needed to clean that stuff up so that we can move forward into this big, 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 big transit that is going to bring a lot of transformation to our life come January. So really this is, we and we talked about this a little bit over the past six weeks, like this is a time of preparation. We are preparing ourselves for 2020. We're preparing ourselves for the Saturn-Pluto transit, the conjunction. We're preparing ourselves for this next decade. How do you want to start that, right? So, Okay. Mars is now in Scorpio. It's a great time to really uh, focus your energy, um, really uh, be clear about where your passion lies, be clear about um, uh, where you want to put that most focused, most valuable energy 
creative juice that you have. Be, be discerning about where you want to put that, okay? Um, it can also bring a lot of intense sexual intimacy. So if you are looking to up-level with your partner, this is a time that might be happening. Um, it will also touch on the points that Mercury retrograde activated as it moved through your chart three times. So what happens with Mercury retrograde is that it, go, it goes through on its way direct, and then it goes back and it touches those degrees again, and then it goes forward. So now Mercury is going to station tomorrow. So Mercury is going to station direct um, on Wednesday. So that is the 20th of November. So what's going to happen is now Mercury is going to um, start going forward again, and he's going to touch on all those degrees that he's touched twice already. And he's going to touch them for a third and final time. Now, after Mercury goes through those, Mars is going to be following his footsteps. So while Mercury retrograde will be done on November 20th, we will have the shadow period of Mercury retrograde, which means that he has to go through all those degrees until he gets to where he first stationed retrograde. Um, and Mars will also be touching all those degrees. So please know the work you've done in Mercury retrograde, you're going to see the benefits of it now because we're going to review it one more time. Third time's a charm. We're going to go through and we're going to touch on those as Mercury goes direct again and as Mars comes through on its journey. And that's not a bad thing. It just gives us, I mean, Mercury retrograde is about reflection. It's about revision. It's about um, revisiting. It's about reassessing. Um, and this is an opportunity for you to just see where you did all that work and maybe, um, you know, put the final, final touches on that work and also to just, um, have a moment to appreciate yourself for doing the hard work that came with this Mercury retrograde. I, know from talking to a lot of you and from experiencing it myself that this Mercury retrograde has not been an easy one. In a lot of ways, it actually feels like it's gone really fast, at least for me. Um, even though we talk about it so much going up to it and then leading up to it and then during it, it feels like it went really quickly because it felt like there was a lot going on because we had a lot of forward momentum, even though Mercury was backpedaling. Okay. So there was a lot of forward movement going on in the stars. So it just didn't feel like very slow, like it often can. Um, so that is what's happening. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention is that today, Tuesday, the 19th is the last quarter of the moon. So this basically heralds in that last week of the moon cycle when the moon is starting to get darker and darker and darker as it heads toward the new moon. And this last week of the moon cycle, you can imagine it for my ladies in the room. You can imagine that this is sort of like the time when you have your period. You go inward. You allow yourself to um, go inward, to get a little bit quieter, to spend a little bit more time alone, to trust your intuition, to listen to that inner guidance system, to not necessarily be as concerned with what's going on in the outside world, to not necessarily be, um, as concerned with what other people think. And it's more about following and tuning into that intuition, um, that inner knowing, you know, with all of that, 
um, we've got a lot of exciting stuff going on. So it's kind of funny, but all of that said, I think that, um, the last quarter of the moon is one of my favorite times of the month because I do love that encouragement to go inward and to not necessarily be so, um, pushing energy outward. It's more about pulling that energy inward. Okay. Um, all right. So I want to, um, move on from that. The moon is going to go into Virgo tonight at 8.54 p.m. Wednesday, Mercury stationing direct. We talked about that. That's going to be at 2.12 p.m. Eastern time. I'm in New York, so I always use Eastern time. Do some math if you live elsewhere in the world. Um, Mercury will be in its shadow period. It's, It's retrograde shadow period until December 7th. So December 7th will be like retrograde is done, 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 and we are moving forward. Now, don't be scared to start doing things. Um, Never be scared of Mercury retrograde in general. Never be scared of astrology. The planets are conspiring in your favor. Always remember that. Um, With that, one caveat is that Mercury is most, the Mercury retrograde period is most intense. All planets are experienced most intensely when they are slowing down and stationing. So we're going to feel Mercury more now that he's stationing tomorrow um, than perhaps we did a week ago, right? In fact, this past week, I have actually felt this Mercury retrograde more than I have the entire time. And that could be because Mercury was slowing down to station. Now he's stationing tomorrow and he's going to start moving forward again. If you've got stuff to do, like buying flights, like I have to buy flights and I've been putting it off. So I'm going to wait a couple of days. I'm going to wait till Sunday, I think. And then I'm going to buy my flights, right? Not ideal during Mercury retrograde shadow period, but not terrible, you know, and sometimes you have to buy flights during your retrograde and just, it is what it is. Life goes on. Um, I think if you need to do stuff like sign contracts and buy flights and all of that, if you can avoid doing it tomorrow when it's stationed and wait a couple of days, that's ideal. Okay. So, um, that is another ending. So I mentioned this at the beginning of the broadcast. We are in this period of a lot of endings, a lot of endings happening. Um, you know, Scorpio rules death. So death falls into the the house of Scorpio. Um, I think of death as being something that's shared by Scorpio and Pisces because Pisces rules the 12th house, which is endings, the subconscious, the, um, spirit realm. And Scorpio also rules death um, and sex and taxes. And it rules um, the occult and it rules endings in that way. So Scorpio is the phoenix rising from the ashes. It's the it's the sign of the rebirth. Um, So with all of that said, we've got we've got endings and that's that's natural in Scorpio season. It's It's a natural time of year where we honor the ending of things. And if you live in the Northern hemisphere, as I do, we are honoring the, uh, you know, the trees, they lose their leaves and we move into winter, which is, which is the period of dormancy or when things are not, um, viewed as being alive, so to say. Um, so anyway, so moving on from that, we have, um, Tomorrow with the Mercury stationing direct and moving forward, which will be the heralding in the end of that retrograde period, we're going to also have the sun at 29 degrees Scorpio. So there is a clear um, pattern to everything I'm talking about early in the week. It's all about that 29 degrees. It's all about endings. It's all about getting that last bit of yumminess, the bottom of that hot chocolate, right? It's all about 
um, getting that last bit of goodness, that last bit of wisdom, that last bit of the lesson. Um, it can be sweet or it can be bittersweet. It might not be what you exactly wanted, but at least you're getting more clarity. At least you're getting more information. At least you're getting um, to the end of something that you probably have been looking forward to getting to the finish line of. So 29 degrees Scorpio, the sun is going to be there tomorrow when Mercury stations direct. So yeah, endings. Um, Thursday, the moon's going to be in Libra. And, um, and then on Friday, that's the other big thing this week, or there's a few other big things this week. Um, the sun's going to move into Sagittarius. And so this is awesome. It's going to be such a nice reprieve after all of this Scorpio. So while we are still going to have Mercury in Scorpio, we're still going to have Mars in Scorpio. Um, we are going to have the sun go into Sagittarius and that is going to feel like a nice big relief. That is going to feel like a nice big, um, exhale. It's going to be like, oh, I can let my guard down and have some fun now and not really worry it too much or not be mired in the, the swamp of my emotions so much. We're still going to have some of that Scorpio in the chart through the rest of the year, but we're going to have the sun lighting up the part of our chart that is filled with blessings and abundance and fun times. And that is Sagittarius. So let's talk a little bit about Sagittarius. So Sagittarius is the life of the party, but it's also the philosopher. So in a lot of ways, Sagittarius can be an misunderstood sign because they can appear to be the life of the party or they can appear to be the withdrawn thinker, but they have both aspects within them. And in that same way, we have both aspects in that part of our chart, wherever we have Sagittarius. So Sagittarius rules travel and expansion and wisdom and law and higher education and religion. Um, it rules truth and ethics and risk-taking and being outspoken and blunt. And it also rules foreign travel. Anytime that you are engaging um, in long-distance communication or travel. Um, and you know, Sagittarians don't often know how to use their inside voice, especially when they're passionate about something. And there's a lot of passion in the air right now because we're having um, Mars and Scorpio and Sun's going to be in Sagittarius and Venus is already in Sagittarius and Jupiter is in Sagittarius. So there's going to be a lot of passion and a lot of outspoken outside voices going on. Um, that's okay. It's the time of year for that. It's the holiday season. We are um, moving into bright lights and parties and fun. And there's a reason that Sagittarius <laughs> rules this time of year. It is, um, many of you may know that Jesus was not born on December 25th, but, um, it actually falls, Christmas actually falls in Capricorn season, just within Capricorn season. But this Thanksgiving eating and being indulgent. It's like so Sagittarian and the lead up to Christmas, buying the gifts and, and running around and shopping and being generous and having more be more. That's all very holiday and that's all very Sagittarian. So, um, that is what we're moving into on Friday. Um, so the sun is going to move into Sagittarius at 10 AM on Friday and then Saturday, the moon is going to square Saturn and Pluto. So the moon will still be in Libra and it will square Saturn and Pluto. And that is going to 
while we're going to have this free spirited excitement of being in Sagittarius, we might feel a little bit, um, uh, beholden to our responsibilities on Saturday when the moon squares Saturn and Pluto because they are in Capricorn. So that is going to be a day where you might be like, oh yeah, that's what's going on right now. That's the thing that's being transformed. That's the part of my life that's being restructured. So Saturday, it'll be like the universe, the moon's just giving us a little nudge that like, oh, remember, keep your eye on the ball. Like we're we're, that's what we're working toward. That's what we're working on. That's what January is going to be about. Sunday. Sunday is a really big day. Moon is going to conjunct Mars and Mars is going to oppose Uranus. So the moon and Mars are going to be together and they're going to be opposing Uranus. And when Mars opposes Uranus, you just have to be careful for like unexpected accidents, unexpected outbursts of anger, unexpected emotion coming up, unexpected um, happenings. So just be open to the unexpected on Sunday. Um, The moon is going to be with Mars, which leads me to believe that this is also going to affect us on an emotional level. It's not going to be like, oh, I stubbed my toe. It might be more like, oh my God, I just ran into my ex-boyfriend on the street. Very Mercury retrograde in the shadow. Um, yeah, so we don't know, but there's going to be something unexpected, some surprise that hits you on Sunday. It doesn't necessarily mean bad. So Uranus is an equal opportunity surprise giver. Uranus might bring a great surprise, something you had no idea that you were going to receive or something that you really don't want, but also we're not expecting. Um, now the interesting thing about Sunday is that's, that aspect is going to be happening the same day that we have Venus and Jupiter coming together for a big kiss in the sky. Now, Venus and Jupiter came together in Sagittarius back on January 22nd. And a lot of people, including myself, said that, I think I said this, I'm not sure, I probably gave it with a grain of salt because I don't generally make big overarching statements like this. But um, it was considered the luckiest day of the year because Jupiter is only in Sagittarius every 12 years, okay? So we are coming to the end of that, and we'll talk about that in the next two weeks. But just let you know, like, this is the last couple weeks of Jupiter being in Sagittarius, so it's a really great time to um, just honor your blessings, honor the things that you're grateful for, honor all of the blessings that have come into your life this year. Jupiter in Sagittarius definitely had a part of that. Jupiter loves to be in Sagittarius. It's its home sign. Um, and it's always a really, um, wonderful, uh, benevolent, abundant, um, fulfilling, satisfying and enjoyable, as- uh, placement that happens every 12 years. So Jupiter takes 12 years to go around the horoscope. So that's why. Um, so on January 22nd, just think back what was going on. So I looked back in my calendar and I saw that I was really busy that week. I had a lot of work. So I had a lot of money coming in and I had, um, a lot of meetings and social things and seeing people. And there were just a lot of things percolating at that time. Um, 
And so I looked back at what has come since that time, right? And at that time, I think I thought that I was always going to be that busy. And then the year went on and, and I had lulls and then I had, I had ebbs and I had flows, right? I had moments, I had peaks and I had valleys. So um, honor the things, the blessings that are coming through right now, because it's not always like that. And I think that we forget that. In the good times, we forget that there are valleys, right? And when we're in the valleys, sometimes we forget about the peaks, um, so with that said, um, we're going to have Venus and Jupiter come back together again, and that's going to happen on Sunday and it is going to be a lovely, lucky day. And so I'm not worried about Mars opposing Uranus because we have that Venus and Jupiter coming together. This doesn't happen, um, very frequently. So really, um, just take a moment and be really, um, uh, allow yourself to drink in all the blessings that you've been given this year on Sunday. It's the perfect day to do it. Sunday is the end of the week or the beginning of the week, depending on how you look at it and give yourself some time to, and some quiet to be in that space of gratitude. Um, Monday, Venus is going to go into Capricorn. So it's going to be like Venus and Jupiter having that last moment. And as I said at the beginning of this broadcast, this week to me is all about endings and Venus and Jupiter coming together for that last kiss in Sagittarius before Venus goes on to Capricorn on Monday and Venus and Capricorn, Venus is having a really, she's, she's sped through Sagittarius, but it's been like, um, that one place of lightness, um, and fun and harmony in the chart the past few weeks with this Mercury retrograde. So she's really helped us stay buoyant. And now she's going to move on to Capricorn and start to head into, um, the Saturn Pluto stuff that we're going to really be working on in January. So, um, we're happy that she's leading the way for us. She's, she's blessing the, the path ahead that we're walking and we've had her in Sagittarius and it's been a nice little time, a little, little buoyancy in the chart for us. And now the sun is there and now Jupiter is finishing up his, his year in that, in that part of our chart. So it is a time of endings. And the great thing about endings is that endings herald in new beginnings. So I always teach about this in yoga and so I'll share it with you guys. If any of you have never been to my yoga class, um, the exhale makes space for the inhale. So it's really important that we make space for what we want to bring in. And the moon cycle teaches us the same thing. You know, the, um, that last week of the moon cycle, that last quarter that we're in now, it makes space for you to plant the seeds and bring in something new with the new moon. So we are always in this dance of letting go and receiving. We're always in this dance of releasing so we can bring in something new. We're always in this dance of um, surrender so that we can experience the blessing. And so this is a really good time to um, reflect, appreciate the ending look forward to it because you don't know what's next or maybe you do know what's next and you're excited for it um, and count your blessings. I know that sounds kind of cheesy, but um, this is really a time to do that, especially on Sunday when we're going to have Venus and Jupiter together. Um, 
And then Tuesday, we're going to have the new moon in Sagittarius, which I'm super excited about. We'll talk about that next week. We'll talk about Venus and Capricorn next week. We'll talk about the new moon next week. If you are not a part of my Essential Astrology membership, next week would be this would be a great time to pop in because I send out an exclusive video for the new moon just for my members. And then at the full moon, we have a live workshop where we come together and we look at our charts and we see where our charts are be, being activated by the moon cycle. And next month is going to be a big workshop because we're going to be talking, we're going to be getting ready for that Saturn-Pluto conjunction. If you want to know where Saturn Pluto is activating your chart, then a reading is a great thing to do this time of year as you prepare for the next year and the next decade. And um, so if you're interested in doing that or joining the membership, you can go to my website, veronicaparetti.com and do all of the above. If you are listening to this on... um, As a podcast, I would love for you to rate and review it so that more people can find this work and help um, harness the power of the planets to activate their own life. And thank you for being here. I love you guys. I know it's a little bit longer than normal this week, but there's just so much going on. So I hope it was useful. If you have questions, comments, um, feedback, any of the above, questions about my offerings, feel free to Um, contact me through my website or um, you can always DM me on Instagram because, you know, I like to hang out there a little too much more than I should. All right. Lots of love. Have a great week, guys. Hey there, I'm Veronica Peretti, astrologer, yoga teacher, and Real Housewives historian. This is the Essential Astrocast, where you get the essential astrology lowdown for real life. Find out what's happening up there in the heavens so that you can take action right here down on Earth.